0: The pioneering spirit represents to me the original trailblazer, Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Adoption Arena podcast. Woo! I'm so excited. My name is Joy Carter and especially a big warm welcome if you've never ever listened to us before. Get yourself your favourite beverage, get yourself your favourite food, and get comfortable so how is the show going to work well we've got a couple of snippets we've got an about 10 minute intro of me just sharing with you some thoughts about the podcast then we've got the full interview with the very knowledgeable and really interesting interview with Simon Ben it's great And then we've got an opportunity where he's going to challenge you with some things you can maybe do at home and some great tips and some really, really interesting questions. So can I just ask you as well, keep an open mind, sit with a notepad. Any questions, any thoughts that you have, please do let us know because Simon is really always keen to answer your questions and so am I. So please let us know your feedback and let's go straight into those snippets. Enjoy. There was a comedian,
1: I don't know who it was. He used to take the Mickey out of an old TV program, and uh, he'd say, "I was, I was born at an early age." No. <laughs> <laughs> That's but beautiful. I was born. I was born at an early age, and I spend uh, two hours a day listening to stuff to help me uh, be a better version of myself. Therapists just wanted to explore the past. Coaches wanted to point me towards the future and challenge where I believe, what I believe about myself right now. So the adoption world is full of people validating one another. Uh, and I, I find that validation just, it, 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 it makes the trauma worse.
0: So firstly, I'd like to say it is a huge honour to have the High Commissioner of South Africa, Tembi Tambo, share what her thoughts are on what a pioneering spirit means to her. Whether you believe in God or not, or the universe or whatever, don't discount what another person thinks is their truth. Because sometimes we have to look at really what also a person carries in their heart before we can necessarily just say yes or no, I'm going to like that person or receive that person's words or not. Now, two years ago, I met the High Commissioner at a fantastic party. And you know when you meet somebody and the hair's... On the back of your head, stand up. I'd never met her before, and I was slightly embarrassed for myself because I just was like, "Oh my gosh!" I just knew that we were meant to be friends, and I and I even said that in a slightly, probably, stalkery way. It was quite embarrassing. So I want to challenge you that along your adoption, fostering, or care, or just life journey, just because you meet somebody who is different to yourself. Don't just think, "Oh, I'm never going to be able to be friends with that person or connect with that person and this is what we're going to speak a little bit more in this podcast called Truth Traveller About that sometimes we need to to run with people who are going to challenge us, who are going to maybe encourage us to go a little bit further in our life journey in our in our desire to become our authentic true selves and that will always be a, a challenge and I remember from that moment on we talked on the phone for about four hours it's one of those phone calls <laughs> and the rest as they say is history I want to look at the truth of the importance of walking in in truth or to use an old-fashioned word which I can never say properly very similar to Ugh, very similitude. Very similitude. I love that old difficult word to say. Because actually truth, walking in truth is actually is quite difficult, isn't it? Many politicians and diplomats are often doing a good or even a great job politically, but does their character match up to the high standard of work they do in the past we've all forgiven the odd you know party or the odd whatever here and there but look at the UK government right now we are in the grip of party gate I mean I'm not going to knock this government but we can quite safely say I think they all went one sausage roll too far and I love a party, but we, and we all love a good old-fashioned Woolworths pick-and-mix back in the day. I love pick-and-mix. You know, there's all sorts there. You, there's something there for everybody, or just eat whatever you want and become a bit of an all-sort. But if you're going to become a pioneer, see what I did there? I, I love, you know, sometimes being a comic. I love just, you know, getting a, a bit of a crazy thread together. We all love a, a pick-and-mix. But if you're going to become a pioneer, I'm saying it again, if you're going to become a pioneer and reach into the life goals that you know you want to achieve, you've got to be a little bit picky. You know what I mean? You can't just stuff any old thing in your mouth and think you're going to get there. You've got to really be wise about who you do life with and what they carry. Now, when I met the High Commissioner, I mean, I'm not going to lie, Both of her parents are legendary. We all say that, you know, you're legendary, your parents are legendary. But in her case, her parents really are legendary. Her father, Oliver Tambo, he was the acting president of the African National Congress, the South African anti-apartheid political party. He served in exile with Nelson Mandela, and they both opened the first black law firm in South Africa. I mean, legendary. At my birthday party, that she she came to, I couldn't even believe. It. And then I, I was late as well. I know I'm oh, so that I've got some work to do. We've all got work to do, but I really have. Um, at at her at my party, she gave me this incredible book, and I'm all the notes on this will be. In the bottom, there's lots of books we're going to be talking about Um, and Simon Ben shares some incredible books worthwhile reading as well. Please do if you can. I want to encourage you to get this book. It's just called Tambo Lenioka, Enduring Friendships. Olaf Palme and Pablo Mbeki You have to get this book. His writing, his pictures, you know, his paintings, his sketches. I mean, absolutely incredible. Now, on page 49 of this book, I just have to read a little bit of some of the things he says. It's entitled, Today, You Are Not Well. What do we say when epochs renew themselves in green blades that burst tarmac asunder forever arrest hands that tighten ropes that squeeze and suffocate our breathing then what if every unseen step of every wondrous breath defies slow concrete years with giant palms Along slave forts, giant and glad palms. That then tower, in our life, time. And it goes on. I just can't encourage you enough to, to read some of these books. Anyone who is a, genuinely you feel, a pioneer to you, read, sit and study. Because what they carry starts to infiltrate what you carry. And sometimes we've got to ask ourselves, are your friends pulling you up or keeping you down? Just ask yourself, who are you doing life with? This episode is called Truth Traveller because it really does matter who we do life with. I just can't say that enough. Whether you've been adopted or fostered or in care, even more so. Even more so. Now, today's guest is Simon Ben. Last week, when I sat down to interview him, it was really interesting because I met him last year, I met him in 2021. And we, I did his podcast then, way back in April time. And so to meet him again, we've had a few conversations, but to meet him again, to see him on Zoom, we chatted before the interview. And I just said to him, hey, forgive me for saying, but you look like you've had some work done. You know, when you meet somebody, you haven't seen them for some time, and they just speak and sound differently. I said, have you seen a counsellor? What's happened? Because he just seems so much more like on fire and focused and incredible. And he said, Joy, no, I haven't. But what I have been doing is interviewing hundreds of more people about their life journeys. And that got me thinking, there's nothing wrong with seeing a counsellor. Listen, I had counselling when I was 24 for two and a half years best thing I ever did but there's a point in your life when you know you've first of all there's a point you need to get counselling you know if you're there I can't say it enough please do it then there's a point in your life when you go right I need to come off the counselling because you don't want to spend your whole life in counselling but what I would encourage you to do look forward to a life of learning do your own counselling, if you like. Learn how to become responsible for your own future. And that is the point of power, because you can, you can then learn from other people, not just what not to do, but also how they became the person that they are. And it's that pioneering spirit that I really want you to get excited about. And that's one of the things that I love about Simon. Now, he's going to tell you his own story himself, but on his podcast, please just go there, engage with what he says, because it's really, really powerful. So let's just dive straight in. And please, of course, do follow us, subscribe, tell your friends. Please, let's just get these conversations out there as much as you possibly can. Follow Simon, Follow Laura C. If you haven't listened to her podcast already, please do, because we have to keep these conversations out. Go back to series one again. Listen, forward them to people that you may think it might help them. Okay, they may be a little bit grumpy with you if you say, I think you should listen to this. But you know what? It's worth it because I've learned in my life that... It's so important to be hearing good stuff. Things that are gonna inspire you to move forward. Let's let's listen and enjoy. I am joined with, with a friend that I met along my adoption life journey who's also been such an inspiration to me. I'm joined with Simon Ben from Thriving Adoptees. Good morning, Simon.
1: Good morning, Joy. Good morning. (laughs) Good morning. Um, You said that I've inspired you. I I, I didn't even know. I didn't even know. So how have I inspired
0: you? Well, just with your, just with the work that you do. I mean, it's so Constant. You are like the um, you're like one of those huge drills that they use to bore through mountains, and you know they they they're using to rebuild the the London Tube as we speak with Crossrail. You are like a Crossrail in the adoption field. You are just boring into that huge mountain and creating this incredible highway of information that people can access that's how I see you Simon
1: (laughs) so I'm boring but I'm not boring what you're saying which yeah which way do you want to go with boy
0: boring? <laughs> boring as in that yeah i can't, <laughs> no. I, I can't even remember the name there's, there's that you know there's that um i mean that drill is is huge it's actually got a name that they actually named the drill london at uh, the under london under, underground they gave them the, 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 these massive drills names that the drills are like um i think they're like about 50 meters. I mean, they're you know, they're huge, heavy things that every day and every night are building this new tunnel in literally through London. And I feel like that's what you're doing and as as a pioneer, you're you're literally building and drilling a new pathway to help people find out who they are, to reconnect to systems that they never thought would ever connect to. And that's why I really want people to check you out because um, we're not literally check you out as in come your house and harass you, but check you out. <laughs> <laughs> but Check you out on, on your um, amazing thriving adoptees website um, because it's so important because you're not just for adoptees, but you're also for adoptive parents as well. Let's go right back to your beginning.
1: There was a comedian, I don't know who it was. He used to take the mickey out of an old TV program and uh, he'd say, I was, I was born at an early age. No. (laughs) That's (laughs) beautiful. I was born, I was born at an early age. So I was born in 19, I was born in 1967. Okay. And, um, so and it was, it was January time, like, like you, uh, we're fellow Capricorns. I I don't know why I mentioned that because I have no truck whatsoever with star signs. I'm not into that sort of stuff. Anyway, so in 1966, here in the UK, abortion wasn't yet legalized, right? So what I discovered only like six or seven years ago is that my birth mother had been dating a guy for five months. She'd got pregnant. And she had um he had not wanted anything to do with the with the unborn baby. And so she'd had conversations with her parents, uh, and she'd been sent off to her mother and baby's home from Blackpool, where she lived, just a little bit further, maybe 30, 40 miles away over into Wales, to Anglesey. So she was sent to her mother and baby's home on, on Anglesey, which is a little island off the north u s west coast of Wales. Then when I was due to be born, she went to a hospital in Wrexham. And and that's where I was. That was where I was born. And she'd made the adoption plan. I think that's the jargon these days, but obviously not in those days. But she, she everything was sorted before everything was sorted before I arrived in terms of me uh, her adopting the baby that was going to be me probably in those days they didn't know it was a boy or girl you know so that was all young and so from there I went to after I was born I from the documentation I can tell I went to a short-term foster care mother in Blackpool and she then my birth mother picked me up from there and took me to the lancashire and liverpool something cheshire adoption council in, in in liverpool and my mum and dad collected me from there so that was all in 1967 and i was told before so young i can't remember that i was adopted i had a um a happy childhood i had no adoption issues whatsoever my mum and dad were quite different my dad was pretty Obsessed with business, so I've caught that from him. So he he was very creative, very obsessed, very hardworking, kind of Capricornian traits. If but he's a Libra, so there you go. It's got nothing to do with the star sign. Um, northern,
0: that's a very northern man. It's a very northern trait, isn't
1: it? Northern trait. I don't. I don't know. Um, maybe the 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 boring that I do in terms of. Uh, the output of my work, I would say, is is driven by my passion to help adoptees and adoptive parents. But it, it's also drawn by my dad, um, my dad's obsession for work and my mum was pretty work focused as well. So what does that mean? Well, he worked, you know, f- fairly, fairly hard. Saturday mornings, Sunday afternoons, after after Sunday dinner after Sunday lunch, he would go into the dining room and he'd have this massive, he would fill a whole desk and a whole dining table full of notes of new ideas that he had to move the business forward. And then his secretary would spend all day, uh, Monday, typing those up and distributing those to the people that I worked for, including me, I went into the family business. So he was very driven by business success, but he was very creative. A creative guide unfortunately he died four and a half years ago my mum's still alive I had no adoption issues growing up at all my dad was more focused on business than he was on family I'd say he was also he was an only child so he wasn't as and my and mum's one of the eldest of four four sisters so she had a far bigger kind of family dynamic my dad's all my dad's energy and time and energy went into 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 business
0: do you have siblings as well
1: yes i had a little sister penny so she's two years she's two years younger than me
0: was she also adopted as well
1: adopted as well she was adopted from a different a different family so she arrived probably two yeah just around my second birthday
0: Uh, So so how did that make you feel i mean i mean were you just like this is your sister let's go basically was that how that happened
1: well, I was two, so I probably wasn't thinking about it that deep.
0: You know, cause I've got brothers as well who are biological. People always say, did that affect me? And I said, no, cause they were the only brothers that I'd ever known, but did you think the same or did
1: Yeah, she was my, my parents were my parents and my sister was my sister. It was as simple as that. My story is a lot, lot easier than everybody's pretty much that I've heard of. Miles, well, literally, uh, 3000 miles or not how far is it to where where you were where you were found by your parents 2000 miles so it's miles apart our stories are miles apart um in both in terms of geography uh, both in terms of you know I'm a white guy adopted by white parents both in terms of I had very I had no challenges whatsoever growing up uh, we're well, not adoption related but that could be tricky sometimes he gave me a pretty hard time at work as well, and, and, and work was a far bigger cause of stress in my life than, than adoption.
0: So, nice. so when so it's funny because our stories are very, very separate. And I'm sure that people listening will also be feeling that, that everyone's story is different. Who's been adopted, they're vastly different, whether you're adopted in the UK or in, a, or in another region, or if you're transracial adopted, going growing up in another culture. But I think we all share the same fracture point. There's always that point when you know that you've got a different story compared to everybody else and i think for you i, I correct um, please correct me if i'm wrong but your the, the point that you realized things were maybe different was when you had the incident with the teddy bear do you want to share That's a little right. bit about that
1: yeah on my 40th birthday my mum and dad came around to take me and my wife out for dinner and, um, and and they brought a box of stuff that i hadn't i'd never cleared out of my Childhood bedroom, right? When I'd left it, at whatever it was, 21, 22. And included in this box was this teddy bear, right? So my my dad told my wife that the teddy bear was from my birth mother. And my wife told me. And my first reaction was one of, um, hmm, that's interesting. Uh, just a gentle curiosity or gentle, really gentle surprise. Just, it's quite important that, right? Gentle surprise. A couple of months later, I was re- telling this story to somebody about the teddy bear being from my birth mother. I had this massive, I call it like a a, a volcano of venom spewed out uh, red hot lava in terms of really, really nasty things about my birth mother that I'd never thought before, never thought before. And it, it was something like, I won't use any profanity on the on the, the show or, 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 um, swear my birth, my, 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 she didn't love me enough to keep me. She gave me this teddy bear as a consolation prize. Right. And so there was this eruption and the, 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 the woman that I was with, who was a, I'd only met her a couple of times before, but she said, Simon, I'm, I'm a mum myself and I, don't think it was kind of quite like that. And with that, the the volcano uh, of anger and venom just ceased. It, 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 the eruption ceased, just like that, like that. I'm clicking my fingers if that if the mic's not coming out. But there was a little there was a little piece of, perhaps a little bit of smoke coming out of the volcano. And there was a co- a concern that adoption has made me unhappy, so I got to this point business bi- business success came didn't come easy for me, right There'd been some changes in the business. we'd sold one business, times had changed, and business success came fairly quickly and easily for my dad I don't know it's easily but it came fairly quickly to the extent that you know he could afford to put put me and my sister through private school within like five years of setting up his business so there were some sacrifices um, mostly his time but it it happened easier for him Uh, maybe a combination of time his energy his creativity whatever it was right but it was harder for me but when I got to a point of where I thought business success was kind of going to relieve my pain, my frustration with myself, my you know comparing myself to my mm. dad, and all that sort of stuff, when I got to some point of business success, it didn't make me happy. And, and then probably about a year after that, I thought this, the teddy bear incident happened. I thought, well, maybe that's making me sad. So I thought, right, essentially business success hasn't made me happy, adoption has made me sad, I need to explore this stuff and that was those those two incidents within about a year of each other were sent me down on a different mess a different path and led me to eventually many years later starting the Thriving Adoptees podcast. Yeah
0: because it's, it's, it's kind of interesting isn't it because I think um for anyone listening there's there's never a a right time for you to decide you want to do something and start to explore, if you, like, go down that rabbit hole and start to ask questions. It's, but there's always, I would say to anyone listening, if the, if you know there's a trigger or you've had that trigger where you go, right, I need to deal with this. I need to start opening up Pandora's box. I would say take it because it's, there's never a right time. I mean, you said you were 40. I know for me it was, I was 31 there's just never a right time but the time is when you know you want to get those questions asked it's it's and also to do it with in a safe environment i mean how did you start to unpack that if you like that volcano okay it what it was maybe smoldering but what did you do to start finding your voice because obviously you have a voice now well i've never been quiet <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know what I mean. You mean that voice of yeah, yeah. Of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so what? What your, truth, to for, your first, truth? First, first to, to 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 just address some of your points, uh, or one of your points that you just mentioned. Right? When you when you're ready, you're ready, and you'll know, listeners. Like right? when you're ready, you'll know. You you don't need us. Don't need me to tell you to, when you're ready. When you're ready, when it becomes a well, when the situation gets bad enough right? Or when you have that huge eureka moment that says, I need to do something about it, you'll do something about it. So like I, I, I follow no brainers at the moment. This is one of my new ideas, right? I, if I'm not sure about something, I pretty much don't do it. I only do things that are no brainers. I only do things that are no brainers. So what happened was I saw a guy speak at an event and he described how made it all, and I'm talking a mansion with its own lake, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, and the wife and the kids, and it hadn't made him happy. And then, wow. he'd, uh, and then he'd lost it all, almost committed, committed suicide, and hadn't and it was like a bit like my story on steroids so he'd achieved more and it hadn't made him happy
0: he would almost lost yeah he'd achieved and, and he'd all. lost it all it lost he'd lost it lost
1: it all, it all. and he'd realized in losing it all he'd realized that having it all hadn't made him happy Does that mate
0: yeah that's that's complete that's 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 it's so true i think there's always that sense of going when you have to look at what actually makes you happy what 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 is life really about what 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 are you missing when you look at people who maybe you think have maybe less than you but actually have more than you in terms of self peace friendship you know just truth substance so what did that do to you meeting that guy
1: so I, I it made me it made me question I'd never been money motivated, but I'd I'd never been motivated towards towards success or motivated towards money. Um, I'd just been terrified about losing it all. So so it, it it just rang it rang for me. And you know, this this guy, I I he has a course, him and his partner have a course. So if you want people want to check him out, he's called Richard Wilkins, and he's his partner is called Elizabeth Ivory, Liz Ivory, and they have something called the Ministry of Inspiration. Um, Liz has a book called um, "It's Not Your Fault," and I went—I I went on that that course, and um, I, and I discovered who I was.
0: That's beautiful that's you know i I just love those moments when you feel like you've you've come out from a very dark place. It's almost like I was saying you're like that big that that you know drilling in sometimes you've got to drill through, and that's one that's why I call this podcast the pining Spirit because as a pioneer, sometimes you've just got to drill through your own rock face, knowing that you will come out in the other side and then place of then discovering your own truth because you know you can't stay in that place of of pain of strife of 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 trying to fill that void within you with other things and I think there is that drilling and um, if anyone's there in that place I mean for me it was I always knew I was unhappy and sometimes you either say well I'm going to stay where I am and just live in this place of 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 of, of of poverty if you like mentally this mentally living this poverty spirit about who I am what I'm about or moving in and and taking the plunge and sometimes you have got to leave some of the old friends you've got to leave some of the old mindsets behind you which is when it becomes tricky but getting with the right people who are moving forward because then you can start to cultivate within you that pioneering spirit that you are more than what you think you are so so all that happened and then and then what would you say to yourself now? I mean, you know, who, you know how have you cultivated that, that pining spirit within you, within you? And I don't mean that in a sort of a, in a, sort of a oh, you know, we're, we're this, we're that. But I think anyone who has gone through those life traumas, you have to become a pioneer just to, just to make it, just to make that journey into yourself. So how have you engaged that now? And what are you still learning? You know, where are you now in that, in, on, on that journey?
1: so so there's um discovering who we are is is step one is is the end of chapter one and then and then the rest of our the rest of our story is discovering the nature of that of of that identity
0: so how did you how did you start to unpack that? I mean, obviously you, you, you met this amazing guide at the course, and then how did you link that with what you're doing today?
1: So I ended up selling. I ended up selling out of the business, and having an inspiration to want to help others. Did that in different forms. Tried. I tried that in different forms, and I got really really frustrated with that because I did a lot of work on kids' happiness. The, I did did a lot of work, did work with 1600 kids in schools and got very frustrated by the fact that all these schools say that the kids' happiness comes first, but it doesn't. So they weren't really open. Most of them weren't really open to this. I was brought up really honest. So I do what I say I'm going to do. And sometimes it gets me into trouble because I'm a little bit too honest. And but I don't lie. We've got a whole system that's set up. Well, here in the UK, the lies start at the top and the lies perpetuate. And by the top, I mean, the prime minister, all the, all the politicians. So I got very frustrated with that. And eventually the stuff that I, so what I did was I took what I'd learned and I, and I turned it into stuff that, that, uh, that changes kids. Um, Happiness and their understanding of of the world and immunises them against bullying and all this great stuff. But nobody wanted it. Mm. I i mean, I'm exaggerating. It's not nobody. But I was trying to make a living out of making a difference, and uh, and and it was like it was falling on dead ears. It's really really frustrating. Uh, and and then I found a finally I was talking to a mentor one day, and she said, "Look, Simon." You seem to be really. You've been around us a long time. You seem to be of struggling with what you're doing for ages. You know, is it is it time to to do something different? Uh, and um, she said kind of that, and I and in in the in that instant, I saw that she was spot on, in the same way as 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 my um, my friend Sarah, who pointed out that i was wrong with my view of my birth mother this woman this uh th- this woman challenged me gently and from emp- from a place of empathy and uh, and that's you know in that instant i realized that i needed to make a difference in the adoption space and somebody actually somebody had actually said that to me probably six months before but i i thought I couldn't see a way to do it, and I let that put me off. And then six months later, I had this insight, and and that's when I started on in in the the adoption space. I started guesting on podcasts, and then decided to oh yeah. Then another mentor said, "Yes, Simon, um you guess you like guesting on podcasts. It's time for you to have your own." And I went, "No," and I know. I said, "It's too much. It's too much thrash. It's too much effort." Um, and and she said, "Well, no, you just need this, this, and this. You just need Zoom, and, Zoom, and SimpleCast, Zoom, and SimpleCast, and and Canva. So SimpleCast is is is, is the is the program that is the software that um, distributes the uh, the podcast to to Spotify and to iTunes and stuff like that. And Canva just used for the to the graphics for social media to." to, to, to promote that. So, and that was April and, and I, and, and she challenged me again You see, this is one of the, the big things is I, everybody wants to be validated, but validation sometimes just keeps you in the hole.
0: Yeah. Validation.
1: Validation. Just- We're looking for validation, validation people. It keeps us in the hole. It's kept now. It, 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 yeah. I've had a lot of coaches. I've had a lot of people, a lot of coaches and a lot of mentors. Uh, and I've had a lot of, and I've spoken to a few therapists. Therapists just wanted to explore the past. Coaches wanted to point me towards the future and challenge where I believe, what I believe about myself right now. So yeah, we've everybody's validating and, and it's a, it's the echo chamber, isn't it? So the adoption world is full of people validating one another, uh, and I've, I I find that validation just it, it 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 makes the trauma worse.
0: Yeah, it's like it's like removing the trauma around the house. I mean, it's like removing the rubbish bin. You know, I'm um, going I, I to say rubbish bin. I mean, things that are stopping you from being who you're meant to be, which is walking in your own truth, having your own voice. And it just pulls you back, just you know, re going over it again and again. Um, I was chatting to a friend um, again; um, it was my birthday last week, and she was saying, "Oh, um, I said you look lovely." She said, "Oh no, I've, I've got a problem with my image," and that's that mentality. You're always saying things, things which are putting yourself down and pulling you back, and not actually embracing the truth, which I thought she looked beautiful and amazing. But you've got to do that inner work. And being around people who are going to keep you in the trauma. I mean, we know all this stuff about trauma. We know that trauma lives in the body until you're able to deal with it. And even now, this regularly now, I am still counsel myself. I've learned how to counsel myself, how to meditate, how to heal those wounds. And if I'm not sure, I've got great people around me to sit, pray with me. I'm a Christian. Sit with me and deal with those hurts. Because so things are coming up all the time. But I deal with it because i don't want it to prevent me from moving forward and so i think that self-validation is really important because otherwise we're just going to sit around as adoptees in a group and go my life has been traumatic which it has been traumatic no one's saying it hasn't been traumatic but the question is whether if we're going to move on to being your the best version of you and the next version of you, you've got to get rid of that stuff. I always, I've got a talk that I do, refer to it back as um, like having a mobile phone. No one's still talking about the old Nokias or the old Blackberries. And I love my, Black, you know, my Blackberry phone at the time or, or the last upgrade of my Samsung Galaxy, which I've got at the moment. Because we've moved on, you know, software is always up, updating. We don't cry about the next update, we embrace the next update, but are we actually updating ourselves? Or are we still staying in a rut in an older software program from 10 years ago, which could have glitches and isn't going to help us move forward? So I think that, that point is really important. We have to not be afraid as well of being wrong, you know, when people challenge us, I'm learning all the time. When people say, or oh, I think to myself, why am I doing that? Or people question what I'm doing. Let's question it. Let's get it out of the table. Let's not be so caught up in our traumas that we can't even say, have those discussions of maybe I've got, maybe there's a better idea out there for me in that. And being around safe spaces. So I really like the way you said that because I think that is it is important that this whole validation thing is, it's it's good to validate yourself. I've learned as well, self-validating myself, looking, waking up in the morning, going, I am worthy. I am loved. Again, that's changing that echo chamber around me. And it's not living in the old echo chamber that I had when I was growing up, is I'm not good enough, I'll never be anyone. The, The truth is we are someone as we are today. So I you know, so I also wanted to ask Simon, are there any things you'd like to say to people who are maybe thinking where could they begin getting out of that situation?
1: Okay, so first I want to uh, just touch on a, a a couple of points from what you've just said. First off, um, I I've I've been on this stuff for 15 years, okay, and I and I spend uh, two hours a day listening to stuff to help me uh, be a better version of myself, okay? So that is usually like an hour and a half walking the dog in the morning and a half an hour in the car on the way to the swimming pool, right? So that's, I continue to learn to become uh, uh, you know in what people would call a better version of myself i wouldn't put it quite like that but i want to n- make it as, as real and 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 um and understandable for listeners for wherever they're, they're at yeah so i said discovering who i am i discovered who i am you know however many years ago that was 13 years ago something like that right and then i said and then and then, and the rest of, and that's the first chapter. And the rest of that has been, um, and that's chapter. And the rest of it, the rest of my story, is understanding the nature of of, of who I truly am, and what I, and that's what I do for t- two hours a day. Right. So I've got, and I'm going on holiday in a couple of weeks. So I've got some trashy books, and and I've got some enlightening books and inspirational books, whatever you want to call it. Right. So. I'm still on this, uh, still I'm still on this journey. Um, the, the, the next thing is, I, I wanna say is, the biggest thing that I learned in that, on that course is that we are not the voice in our heads. So we've all got the inner critic, we've all got this voice on our heads, And most people are trying to shut that voice up. Trying to shut it up just makes it louder. The only thing that we can do is, or the only thing that I can do, is ignore it. So it becomes uh, an opinion, as as Richard Wilkins says, an opinion that we no longer value. Okay, And
0: it's recognising that voice, isn't it, as well? I think it's recognising that. That voice, isn't it? The sound of the voices in your head. I think it's recognizing those, you know, what's what's going on, taking control.
1: It, I don't know whether I can't control it, right? We can I, I I ignore it. I listen to it less than I used to do. I listen. It it, it has it has less impact on me. It's less truth. It it, it isn't the truth of who I am. It does it, it's a liar. It's a liar, it says lies. It 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 tells me untruths, but it's not me. So I can, in a in, when I'm in a better frame of mind, I can separate between the two. I I know it's there. So the next thing is, you ask me what what would we what would we do. Well, I would recommend um, two books on this subject. One is the lady the the, the book that I've already mentioned. So. Uh, Elizabeth Ivory it's not your fault right so it's not your fault because you're not choosing most of the time we're not choosing what we think how we feel or what we do what is choosing simple it's it's the conditioning it's what we've it's the story that we've got going on in our head it's the it's the voice in our head it's all those things what what's the psychologist? the psychologists call it conditioning it's what we've is our view of the world okay so the first so that uh, elizabeth ivory it's not your fault on amazon um and uh, there's another one that's a little bit less a bit more woo woo a bit more spirit-y kind of thing called um the voice of knowledge by uh, don miguel don miguel ruiz and the voice of knowledge i've read some of those books and and they then they're, they're not I haven't got a patch on that. I'd get those books. Um, uh, other, if you prefer listening to audios, and you more you want an easy way into this, then check out uh, Johnny Johnny Wilkins's interview on the High Performance Podcast. Um, so those are those are three uh, three or four different things. Another guy you want to check out is bit way out. This is the guy I listen to all the time, a guy called Rupert Spira. So check him out on uh, YouTube or on his podcast. And then um, if you're struggling with this primal wound issue, uh, then check out my, my um, podcast on that. So uh, there's a couple of different uh, episodes of the podcast on the primal wound, because the primal wound took me down, um, and then, uh, which I'm glad it did, and and then I had some realizations about the primal wound, which took my whole life to a different level, probably about six or seven years ago. So, um, it, it the the, the 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 primal wound is the narrative at the moment. Uh, and it's, for me, it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. So the, the more I studied the wound, the more it bled. And then I had some realizations about it, which are so contradictory um, that they upset a lot of people. Uh, in the uh they, they, it, it runs it's so counter to what most people say
0: um so what are most people saying what are most people saying about the primal wound is it that
1: that, it, that, it, that it's that it's true that there is one
0: just to, just to encourage anyone who's feeling like oh my gosh where do you start i mean this is adoption is very much a lifelong journey if you are an adoptee or if you Fostered, or you've suffered any kind of traumatic childhood upbringing, you have to you have to do a little bit more work to heal. And it's and I, I and I feel that yes, there's things that I saw that literally come up from nowhere. That um, I'm listening to a podcast, or someone says something, or and I feel maybe grieved or upset or angry. It just I see it now as being an opportunity to just go a little bit deeper and to go, okay, Joy, why? what was upsetting me, why am I upset, and also to ask myself what can I now do about it, so I don't see it as being a negative, as in oh my gosh I'm never going to be, be whole, but I feel I am whole, but it's just that I want to be more me, I don't want it to be any scratches, you know, I, I want to get free as much as possible, and, um, um, and and again all the books, all the thing that you just shared, I'm going to put in the notes at the bottom, so and the links, I'll find all that for people listening who just want to click on a link and go and buy the book or whatever. There's a little bit of teaching that I heard the other day that I was that that triggered an instant um um session for me. Obviously, birthdays can be tricky. You've got a birthday coming up. I think birthdays always make you think about your story again and where you're at. Anyway, I was listening to this truth that this lady was saying, um and again, I'll discuss this in future podcasts about how the ability to hear um your hearing is developed. At the age of um, six months in the womb, you can hear what's going on. Now, especially if you're an adopted person, people could be saying that you're going to, you know, that they don't want you or you're going somewhere. So you know you're being born into a fractured situation. And so that did bring up some tears because I was. I, I had a twin sister who sadly died. And but it was kind of healing because it meant that it meant that I could then go back. I've now learned how to go back into a situation. Um, if you like, return to that area in my imagination and speak kindness over myself. Um, and that's a meditative thing. You can practice, there's loads of stuff on there, but you can actually take your mind back to that time of of that fracture of um. Of saying how to say goodbye to my twin, being born as I was found in the bush, um, I could I've learned how to take my mind back and then to reimagine it and to speak new truths over it and and deal with it and and mend that in my mind. So there's lots of techniques out there. Um, I would say to people to find to find ways to heal that primal wound. There's not one way. We're all very different. So I want to encourage people listening to not to be afraid of it, but to just Try, try things and things that are working for you to do. The imagination you know, is a powerful, powerful um, force. Um, and we can, we can go in there as as we feel we want to or come out of it um, if we feel the burden is um, too great. Um, We're well, just sort of summing up now. Thank you um, so much for joining. Is there, any, is there anything you'd like to say or plug or talk about that's coming up with your work or uh, anything you'd like to share, Simon, at the end?
1: Yeah, um, I'd like to uh, for for people. I'd like to ask a question, and I like people to have a think about the question. Um, and uh, because the answers, our answers come to us, right? There's no such thing. There's no such thing as a second-hand epiphany. Um, and I can't. I can't. If I could make every listener have an epiphany, I would. But I can't. We have to see them for ourselves, right? Insights come from inside, inside us. So, the question I'd like people to consider is Is there a difference between feeling wounded and being wounded? Is there a difference between feeling wounded and being wounded? Question one, right? Next one, next question is What's wounded? And I'd encourage people to not try and answer those questions straight away if they can't answer them. Um, this stuff is deep. Now, there's two ways of going about it, tackling it. You can kind of go for a kind of techniquey approach, which obviously that works for you. What works better for me is more the insighty based approach so there's two there's two roots and that clearly they're not um um mutually exclusive but what's wounded you know what what's wounded and um and the only thing that i have to plug is the thriving adoptees podcast and the there's lots of episodes on there for adoptive parents, and there's lots for, and there's a few for for uh, for adoptees. But check out check out the ones on the primal wound, if if you're feeling like you're bleeding, because I
0: did when I read that book, and um, and that's it. Wow, thank you so much, Simon. I mean, and do please check this out if anything's come up in you, if anything's triggered in you, like I said earlier um, that 's fine. Triggers are actually your friend because it means that you 've got an opportunity to to maybe impact the trigger so i so I just want to encourage you that um you know, and you don't have to do it all now, like Simon said, we're not, you know, you don't have to do it all now, you can come back to this, that's the great thing about podcasts, you can come back to it when you're in a, a place where you feel you want to, even if it's in a couple of weeks or, or or a couple of months, but the fact that things are coming up, there are people who've walked the walks or similar paths and, as you, you're not in this at all alone, so please do check out Simon's website and all of his work and um, you can also email him all the information on the website and all the links It'll all the information on the links below please email him send him any questions or send me any questions follow us if you'd like to as well in social media and follow Simon as well because there's there's loads of links to um incredible people that he's he's speaking to and engaging with so you're not in this at all on your own
1: yeah and I'm going to, I said the final thing, but uh, I'm going to add one more thing, right? Go if you on. don't, if, 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 if I don't, if, if I don't, uh, if what I've said comes across as complete gibberish to you listeners, you probably wouldn't, you probably turned off already. But, you know, if you're, if you're thinking, what is that guy on? Um, ignore me, Just to, just ignore me and find somebody else, but find somebody who is further along the healing journey than you are we if, if if that's the one piece of advice right if don't if somebody's where you are at you don't it's no good listening they're just it's like it's like being it'd be like coach it'd be like being at the bottom of the third division of uh of british english football if there is such a thing as it's second division now whatever and and being and 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 being coached by a, a a guy or a girl who isn't any better at football than you are. Find somebody if if, if what I say just sounds like gibberish. Find somebody who's further ahead of you on the, on the journey. Find somebody that you can learn from that's not going to validate you, validate where you are they might validate where you are but then take take you to where you want to be but find somebody that's further ahead of you
0: on the journey absolutely brilliant 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 well thank you so much Simon for your time thank you again for listening get with the people that you know you you feel you have that connection with and will challenge you to be more go more and can help you on with this next season thank you so much for listening and we are back in two weeks time we're here every two weeks on wednesday wednesday afternoons is when the new podcast comes out and that's fortnightly in the meantime please do listen back to our recordings and more importantly keep that conversation alive god bless thank you very much
1: thanks joy thanks listeners
0: The pioneering spirit represents to me the original trailblazer, Jesus Christ.